I'll edit it out the beginning part. We've started. The, it works now. Ladies and gentlemen. And our listeners. Welcome to Josh Not Fucking Up Funny. Well, well <laughs> it's still <laughs> early. There is no guarantee. Oh, well, um, we're a little, only a few minutes later than expected. Joshua wouldn't take the wind, damn it, doll, and start beating things. He was eating I didn't need to. I, I, I handled the problem calmly and correctly. Is that what your hand was? No, I was doing the, just not now, yeah. not now. Hand is like journeying out to the side while spasming like I'm having a stroke. Are you sure you don't need the wind, damn it, doll? I, I am positive. It's, I don't want to put bears mojo on it. Well, we've got the playoffs coming up, so Cincinnati's in trouble. Yeah. Is Dalton, win. is the Red Rider BB gun to get back? They're hoping he's going to be back to the playoffs. If they get that first round by? Uh, they're hoping regardless. They're hoping he breaks away. Irregardless. Okay. So, yeah, uh, welcome, and uh, we've got the whole crew here today. Yay, all five of us. Five? Are yeah. you counting yourself as two now? Yes, me and my ego. Do you have to buy two seats on the airplane? No. Okay. <laughs> my ego talks to me. It says, you the man. Yeah. So this is the last time. So that's that big black guy in your ear? Yeah. <laughs> he comes and goes as he pleases. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so last episode of the year. Last episode of the year, which means year-end discussion of best and worst. Okay. And other things. And other things. Do we want to play catch up or do we want to just go? Uh, let's do a quick round of catch up. All right. First you go. go. Yeah, I said you go first. Uh, I just well, we just had Christmas. Christmas. So I just had uh, my brother was in town for a week and all the family hoopla. So lots of cocktails, lots of uh, great food, uh, far too many desserts. I kind of think I. Feel I should eat some vegetables. We have asparagus. Kind of think you feel you should eat some vegetables. I, it, it's a confusing feeling on my part. I haven't come to terms with it yet. Uh huh. I always think. Is this the series of conversations that's the precursor of a conversation? Are you telling us your gay? No. It is definitely not that. I don't know. I'm out of her. I'm going laugh. Um. So I, I see you brought home a skill saw. Yes, I, 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 Amazon gave me a skill saw for Christmas. Well, that that is good, and your brother then took credit for it. Yes, he did. Okay, well, what is your brother for? Uh, not much. Okay. Buying me drinks. That is not a bad situation to be in. No, I just have to like fly to San Francisco for him. And then convince him that. Yeah, that you still can't drink beer because when you're out of state, that doesn't mean it, the rules change. That's okay. It's hot toddies. Well, it wasn't hot toddies. It was hot buttered rums. Hot buttered rums and Tom and Jerry. Those are completely that's, different that's drinks. Too no, a hot toddy is a completely different drink. It's hot water. Hot toddy is what? Hot it's water. It's sugar is what it is. And what else is it? Hot lemon. Lemon. Different cocktail drink. Don't screw up your alcohols. That's alcohol abuse. Not my problem. It's not a problem. It's a pleasure. It's screwing up your insides. Is this toilet looking like Jack's Pollock again? No. Mills, how are you doing? How was your Hanukkah? Uh, Hanukkah was good. Nothing to write home about per se. How good was your Chinese food on 
Chinese Food and Movie Day. Chinese Food and Movie Day was excellent. I did what all good Jews do. I went and saw a movie at an early showing, and I had Chinese food for dinner. What movie did you see? Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. And uh, was the Chinese food, was it good Chinese food or bad Chinese food? Because there, it's hit or miss if you don't know the place. Yeah, we'll open kitchen. Where? We'll open kitchen. Woo's Open Kitchen? Is yeah, we'll open kitchen. Is that across from Mars? No, there's one right by Safeway, right by my house. Okay. Oh, so he, he didn't have to go that far for it. Well, no, it's the uh, the one across from, it used to be called Zeus Grill, and my first job, I worked at the coffee stand right there, and I'd go in there to use the bathroom, and that is the filthiest kitchen I've ever seen, and I advise anyone not to do that. Filthier than Happy's in Gladstone. Um, I would go in there, and the uh, barbecue pork would be on the counter overnight, and there'd be cockroaches on top of it. That just sounds like it's good seasoning. <laughs> it got flavored. It got proteined up, bro. Okay. And uh, how about you, since you're trying to avoid this conversation altogether? Because you always hope you don't come back around to you and no one asks you. Uh, my couple weeks have been good. We started off our holiday kickoff with waiting in the rain for Star Wars yes. on December 17th, and then... That led up to Christmas Eve where my brother and Nicole and I went to dinner and a movie, and then Christmas Day was seeing the fam family and coming home and being just tired of it all and people and wanting to do nothing but lay in bed and watch a movie. So you got from family and movies to cover from that, laying in bed and watching movies. Yes, yes, the movies are the good part. The family is the one where you just like at the end of it. Yeah, it's like Sideshow it's like Sideshow Bob when he's stepping in the field of rakes and they keep hitting your face. Is it <laughs> you keep that shudder and what did you get for Christmas? I got the greatest gift of all. Blowjob? No, I, I, I got a I got a girlfriend who still loves me. Uh no, she got me the Sphero 8 BB-8 little app-controlled, remote-controlled droid. How's it work? We have not played with it whoa, yet. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Don't put me in that. No, 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 because you, you want to play with it just as much as I. But yeah, and it? I would have a lot sooner, but you keep putting it up. Did you not open it after you opened the box and stop doing anything else and start charging the BB-8 doll? I am not eight years old anymore. I can have patience I and wait. disagree. No, you can argue that I'm 13, but you can't say that I'm 8. Okay, there's a difference. So, I, uh, I, I've been hold delayed gratification. Okay. So, yes, so I'm... Tantric. 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 Awkward on so many levels. Only if you make it so. Well, I just made it so. You in a sex robot? Nicely <laughs> <laughs> done. So everything is is um, going. And then we saw the the Blazers play King James, and King James played like shit. Oh my god! It's I saw seventeen minutes when I was at the bar. I was like, "Oh my god, how is that possible?" There are Christmas miracles. Well, no, and the whole thing was when I got the season tickets, and we all were sitting around here, and I asked Lance, I'm like, well, what game do you really want to go to that I could take you to? you could name one game to go to, what would you And he goes, I want to see the Cavs game because I haven't seen LeBron play yet. And I was like, well, that was one I was going to offer to my brother. But at first, I was like, okay, we'll see. And I asked my brother which game he wanted to go to, and then he said, no, I don't care. 
And I said, okay, well, you have to tell me which matchup you want to see. Just know it that it can't be the Lakers or the Warriors. Those were the only two that were off the table. And he did. He still didn't say anything. I'm like, you haven't picked a game yet. He's like, eh, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the games I want to go to. So I said, strange. So Lance, your extra Christmas present is we're going to see the Cavs. Yay! And, uh... King James played, like, uh, Princess James. And... Kevin Love was looking scrawny and rapey like he has been all season and didn't really play. Um, but And the Blazers blew him out. Yeah. I was not expecting it. I didn't even need to bring out my Ross Perot voice. So that was that was nice. Yeah. You looking at me funny. The Ross Perot voice, you know, Dana Carvey, SNL. Can we finish? Can we finish? Can we finish? And that was altogether rapey as so, uh, too. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Mills wants to say some things about Star Wars that he thinks will piss me off. And Lance and I, we're, we talked about recording a R4, but we figured we'd wait for you before we talked about Star Wars. Yeah. So why don't you go first, sir? You know, <clears throat> I'm starting to think I don't like J.J. Abrams. Okay. You need to elaborate. Um... I thought, as a whole, it was actually a really great movie. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would even consider seeing it again in a theater, which should say a certain amount on its own. Uh, I have enough money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to pay for it twice. Whoa. Uh, but there are elements within the, the movie that I felt, one, were totally dragged out, i.e. see the final scene. Which final scene are we talking about? The very about? final scene that... As the I helicopters? Said, the helicopters. Yes, the helicopter scene. Okay. That went... I said it went 15 to 20 seconds too long. Yes. Um, Which you know my thoughts on it. We'll get to yeah. it here. Oh, yeah. We, we will be. T- we will mention spoilers, so skip ahead several minutes if you don't want to... If you haven't seen the movie yet, which... Uh, I wasn't planning to do spoilers. Okay. Well, uh, okay, okay. Well, then... I wasn't... I was trying to be vague. Having made $1 billion worldwide, most people have seen it already. Uh, still. Um, now that does bring up another topic that we'll come to after. Is, is okay. What is the appropriate moratorium on this? Because it's kind of gotten out of hand. Two weeks. Anyways, so the scene inside of the giant building, which was a total uh, replay of a previous scene from a previous movie. You're talking about inside Starkiller Base? Yes. Okay. Um, that that's not a spoiler. That's that's publicly released information. I, I just found it to be <clears throat> a some of the choices with lighting were a little too convenient, and they uh, see we can't really get into this without doing spoilers because I'm trying to figure out what you're referencing. So okay, so here, so you know how like the door is open and they're on the platform and the light just happens to be shining right on where they're standing. Mm-hmm. I found that quite obnoxious. That has I would disagree with you for storytelling wise. No, I understand I, I get the, the storytelling aspect. I get that part. I just I don't. You didn't like it cinematically. Correct. Okay. Uh, I felt that some of my concerns about the way they were going to handle the graphics were actually unfounded. 
so I was pleasantly surprised with that. Very high momentum film, surprisingly so. There was a lot more action scenes than I had expected. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, those are my major, like, takeaways. And you thought I would be upset no, with this? I said I wanted to say things that would upset you. I did not say I had things that would oh, actually upset you. I misunderstood you then. Um, um, Lance, would you go, please? I, my spoiler-free review that, like, the next day, I told people that it was very enjoyable and it felt like Star Wars. And mm-hmm. that's all I'm yes. saying without, because they didn't want to spoil uh, going into a little more detail, my projection to her of what you would say was that you liked it, but it harkened back too much to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Was, um, I, I don't, but that's expected. Like, that didn't, when you say harkened back, you mean like, are you saying like kind of like dangle elements? Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's where I was going when I'm getting, I don't like J.J. Abrams, because this is now the third time he's done it. Uh, what was the second? The first, the, the first both major, both Star, Star Treks, but I would argue that in Star Trek 09, the major reboot, they didn't do as much fan service as they did in Into Darkness was nothing but fan service, where it got annoying, where, you know, it was the, you remember that cool thing we, that you liked from the 60s? Here it is, right here in front of your face. Yeah, no, I, I the whole, tri- like the triple thing as an example. No, I am not arguing. That. Okay. Um, but, but that goes back to my point of, that's what I think is starting to bug me, is that it's becoming repetitive. So I I liked it. I like that they they changed some of the preconceived uh, parents of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there were definitely some good some Easter eggs with that. Yeah, some good Easter eggs for I'm not a big expanding universe knowledge. I Bert's had me read one major comic series of it, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know a ton. Which was set way in the distance. Yes, I don't know a ton, but I, I, I knew just enough to understand what they were playing with fans just a little bit. Uh, I did, I didn't really, I told Bert this, I didn't really care for the Poe character. I just didn't care. I never really cared about the, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that. The X-Men fighters, it, that's not what, that was always a means to an end to me of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what Star Wars was about to me. Um, uh, Ray was awesome. Yeah. Um, she's going to make a lot of money with this. I, oh, I had something else I wanted to say to you about the, about her as an actress, but we'll do that um, after. And then, um, so don't let me forget. Yeah. And Bogo was great as well as Finn. Yeah. Um, I feel those are the two leads, and I feel they're trying to force Boa, and Poe just didn't seem, whether the editing from the original script and what they intended, and when they trimmed, it, it, he just didn't feel like he belonged. He didn't, like, they tried to do another three three characters, and only two out of the three worked for me in this film. Uh, I, I have something based off a of second viewing that I think might okay, help I your... Okay, yet to see a second viewing. Help, help your viewing. Um, BB-8 was great. Um, not enough R2-D2, and I'm, I'm done with it. Someone needs to blow a seat through the Okay. Like, like, just so bad that R2 can't put him back together. <laughs> or Chewbacca. I, I want him to be newt. I want him to look like the Vader mask that they showed in the trailer. So you want him to be thrown into, no. a, <laughs> thrown into a sun? Yes. Which, which, okay. That threw me off, because wasn't Vader... 
funeral pyre, even though his body, what was left of his body, was like uh, was was just like a a, a shell, which is like the torso, torso and a head. Yeah. That's it. I don't remember him taking the mask. I mean, he I did. That that's sort of yeah, if you go back, the, if you go view it, is it you said, if you see the, when they show the fire, you see the outline. The full, you see the full thing because the flames are jutting out from where his skin would be because right. it, it's not all like. Right, right, right. Hermetically sealed. Yeah. Because his body can that, that casing can withstand fire. So the question then becomes how does how does Red get his hand on? You would have that is not answered in the movies and there is a answering in one of the first the first I got it from Luke when he was training. No. That's not it either. The the Ren Society of Ren. There was it, there's a book called Aftermath, which is the first book set after Return of the Jedi, a part of the whole Lucas Lucas group story group where everything's continuity now after they whitewashed everything. So this is in the new continuity. There are people who worship Vader and Palpatine, and they go and find all the relics. So at some point, he had gone and got that from these people. Okay. So yes. So no, I I really enjoyed it, and it, it did harken back a little too much to the original trilogy. Um, I did like that they didn't answer all questions. Mm-hmm. That they still left some mystery. Um, but I do need to see it one or two. Well, it's not just one. Okay. I, I agree. Um, I just. I really liked that, it. I really liked it, and they had me until the closing scene, and I was just like, fuck. Uh, it was too long, and it's a total cop-out as a setup for the next movie. I thought they should have just shortened the scene. They went too long with it. I don't think they should have shown who it was. I don't think they should have shown who it was at the very end. Like, and that would have chopped off a certain percentage of time as well. Well, I actually motioned the cut scene when that person turned around and faced her. And then I go, cut. What yeah. if it was just her going to the island and landing and waiting for them to walk in? I would have been fine with that, too. I, I, would, I actually would have been fine with that, but I think it would have been best suited where she sees him, and then it cuts. The back? The back. I would leave a little more mystery. To be at the... And Josh is shaking his head no because everybody would be so pissed off that you don't see what's going on and blah blah yes, blah. Yes, but I disagree with all of you that where it should have ended was where they everybody else is out seeing Ray goodbye and she gets on the Falcon with Chewie and R2, takes off from the planet, and they cut. And then you have everybody else and you do the back shot of Leia looking up at the sky as the yes. Falcon zooms away. And you cut there because that's a tra- that's that's a traditional yeah. Star Wars ending. There's two traditional Star Wars endings where you have a group together and they are looking at the camera, or you have somebody flying away and everybody looking at, away from the camera as a as a back shot as the music swells. That's how Star Wars movies traditionally end. New trilogy, new endings. Um, <laughs> which which harkens another question though because they didn't follow that model when it came to. Star Wars Beginnings. 
Because if it's a new trilogy, you should change your opening shot as well. Well, Lucas doesn't have that much time. It's not Lucas. <laughs> I was like to say, he had very little to do with this movie. They, they took his ideas and said, thank you, threw them out the window. Um, I, as for my review, it's Star Wars, so of course I loved it. However, it met my expectations, didn't exceed them, and there were no surprises. Well, that's because you've read every fucking article on the internet. About but before I, you know, I wish my friend Chris was here. Before, when they Disney first bought it and announced new films, I said they're going to do these four things. Mark my words. After he saw the movie, he texted me. He goes, "You called it three years ago." I said, "Yeah, because this is the way it was supposed to go." So there was no surprises to me uh, about any of that stuff. But I, I still liked it. I think. They had too much of a quick pace because Star Wars movies always have quick pace, except there's always those moments where you catch your breath. I did not like the editing in the last third of the movie. I think they cut too close to the bone and edited out too much stuff. It sped up a little too fast. Because there were, uh, its original runtime was almost two hours and 40 minutes, and they dropped it down to 2.15. And I, I, I have still my, felt like it was a smidge long. I still have my problems with the ending, um, for other reasons that Star Wars usually doesn't end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> literally, cliffhanger. Yeah. But, I did, I did like it. I liked a lot of the- that they can be individual movies. Yeah. Well, because the first one in the series is always a self-contained movie. Where it could be- uh, Well, this is the seventh one. Oh, you're doing this on purpose. And, and I, well, I didn't frustrate you, so it's his job. What I wanted to get back to with what you were saying, the the new three of this trilogy is a mistake to think Poe Dameron's one of the three. The three, the big three of the trilogy is Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren. Your Poe Dameron is your Lando Calrissian. So look at it that way. And Poe works. No one will ever place Billy D. Williams. We just got a Venezuelan instead of a black man. Uh, no, we got another black guy. Yeah, but he just in the front. The, I'm saying, uh, and on second, uh, I had the similar reaction to you on the first go-through. Second go-through, I liked Poe a lot more. Why? Um, knowing what level to expect and what they were trying to do comedically, he, instead of, like, if you take the seriousness out of his character, even though he's in a serious situation... It makes his character a bit more funny, and kind of as your uh, what what would be a good one? He's he's your he's your hawk in GI Joe, where he's just gonna he's just general hawk. He's just gonna show up at the right moment to save the day, say a couple quip lines, and then go away. You know, he's not he's not one of your main protagonists. Gotcha. Uh, and really, in the beginning, his sole motivation was to get BBA to the planet to find Ray. That's what goes there. And BB-8 is great. Uh, I, I love BB-8. I think it's a great addition and a way to change up having a droid in there and still having personality. And my favorite scene in the movie, and it's not a spoiler, is the lighter sequence. I, that shouldn't work as well as it does. Oh, yeah. But and it, it, it it's totally played for laughs, but having that, the droid with the personality and try to do the thumbs up back, but instead it's a the lighter that pops up, it's just like, okay, you you work, and I think you're going to continue to work as a funny moment in there. 
you know. Yeah, no, I get it. We talk about the fight sequence where in the first run through, you guys thought something that I didn't think, and then the second run through was better. Is that a. You can't talk about that. There was a. Which. Which. I think that's a little spoily. Okay, then I'll talk about it later because I wanted to ask you what you thought. Okay. Uh. So, I, I, I liked... Did you say it's a little spoily? Spoilery. 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 So, Yay! Um, yeah, I... Back of a car? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Oh. 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 <laughs> New year, no more Paul Walker jokes. Nope. I know, but when we go into the new year, no Paul Walker jokes. It's, it's, it's become old hat. It <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done. Well done. Uh, but I, I think I said from the get-go, I'm more excited for Rogue One. I know Lance isn't that excited for it because it's not the storylines he liked, but I am so interested to see them do something different. Completely different, and if you go to elements, it's completely different to a different movie. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. But that's, I think that's the whole point. Is uh, Star Wars is a, is already a, uh, an amalgamation of a bunch of different genres into one thing. This one's being genre specific, and I think they have no longer Star Wars. It has an opportunity to tell interesting stories within the universe to change your perception on things. I maybe maybe I'm I know I'm probably the only one in this room, but I I still I still stick with that that You're I think I think uh, You're yeah You're, you are almost being optimistic. Oh, I'm extremely optimistic, even though I don't like Gareth Edwards. Is that so, the uh, director? Yeah. Well, uh, co-writer and but director, yes. So okay, since we've burned through a lot of time on Star Wars, let's move on to. Uh, yeah, he's going to talk about Ray. Yes, tell us something about Rick. I think Daisy Ridley. I think she would be a great stand-in as a young Sigourney Weaver in Ridley Scott's further along because he's got three more Alien prequels, one of which is going to have Ripley in it. I think she'd be a great as a young as a young Sigourney Weaver playing Ripley. Yeah, but she's way hotter than Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver was considered really hot. For the time, she was incredible. I still so think bone structure, bone structure wise, facial wise, I think you know you give her that that frizzy, mildly long hair that Sigourney Weaver had in the first Alien. She could pull off a great young Ripley, okay. and that was just where I was going with that. So, all right, believe it or not. So. Uh, <laughs> Best ups. What? Where do we want to start? You pick. TV, sports, books. What do you have first? Uh, my first sheet is the, the best thing I purchased in was my Surface tablet. Was your Surface tablet was the best thing you purchased? Yes. Okay. Mills, best thing you purchased in 2015? Sold. No, no, I sold the last one I bought. Uh, that's what I purchased in 2015. Oh, actually, no, I began my subscription to the Delta Airlines Club. Okay. Okay. That was an eight. It was a both 
spoiling and yet very wonderful purchase. You expect that, right? Uh, tax deductible. Okay. My best purchase in 2015 was a membership to the dating website Zeus, where I met my lovely girlfriend. Uh-huh. Aww. Oh. Uh, do I have romance over for my nasal strip? No, you paid more than uh, the time that you were actually on it. Yes, because I, I thought Over once I thought it, I didn't know it was going to automatically renew. <laughs> I called him bitch at him. I tried that website. I called him bitch at him. Ah. And they took it away. Oh. Okay. Yep. Ah. Well. So there we go. Second favorite is always a tattoo. Did okay, you purchase cool. one though? Oh. Yeah, no, I purchased a lot of things with labor. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I th- I thought that was a great answer. You didn't like it at all. All right. Next topic, please. Next sir. Topic. Let's move uh, on. Unless Nicole wants to say what her best purchase was. BBA. Yes. BBA. How do you know you have to play with it yet? Maybe it won't work at all. Yeah, because you left it in the box too long. <laughs> <laughs> what is it supposed to do? It's a remote control. It's more than that, though. Uh, it responds. You can ask it questions and it will answer it'll you. It projects a message out, a holographic message. Yeah, it does a lot of fun stuff. Um, okay. So, best, <laughs> best book. Best book. Yes. Of 2015. I read a shit ton of Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to go with The Martian because I was otherwise it would be a Star Wars book. And that was one of my only non-Star Wars books I read this year. I have, yeah, no, Martian was top of my list with uh, Make Me a, Jack, a Lee Child Jack Witcher book. Okay. Second. And uh, my actual favorite author for the longest time was Vince Flynn. He died two, year, two or three years ago from uh, prostate cancer. Three years ago. And they had released another Vince Flynn that Kyle Mills wrote it. Try it. Was it a good ghostwriting, or is this an Eric Von Lusbot or bad ghostwriting? In between, it wasn't. I was, it, was disappo- it was most disappointing. Okay. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. But it just wasn't. It's flint. It was, like it was the same character. He screwed up some of the characters. The characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned the main character, uh, Mitch Rapp, into kind of a kind of. Sullen, almost whiny, frustrated. Uh, so I didn't like how he, he, he tweaked the character a little bit. It just didn't feel the same. Okay. Uh, if I'm going to do, if we want to add one, my favorite Star Wars book of last year was Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. And it was actually a YA novel that I didn't think it was going to be any good, but I. It's at Star Wars Street, by the But yeah, because that's just what I do. But it turned out to be probably one of the best things Star Wars literature has published in a long time, minus some comic books, but I know you're going to ask about comics. Better than, I actually do comic books. Okay. Uh, better than any of the Rucker or Brubaker stuff? The Rucker stuff is all young reader so far. Rucker did Shattered Empire was fantastic, and his other young reader book was uh, Smuggler's Run with uh, about Han Solo. It was it was good, but it was still one of those ones where it was an old Han, Force Awakens Han, telling a story about in between A New Hope and Empire, and I'm kind of just tired of all that. Yeah. So, but my other favorite uh, 
comics was uh, the Lando Calrissian miniseries. That was a five-issue miniseries, and it was probably one of the best miniseries I've read in a long time. Of just straight five five episode arc. We're not going to drag out this character like some of the big companies do, where you know if a writer has a story to tell, good. And it was Charles Schull did it. Really, the the lawyer who also writes comic books it was tight to the point and added a lot of depth that you didn't think was supposed to be there to the character of Lando and. His sidekick, Lobot, which made watching Empire again take on a whole new meaning, which I think is the power of a good story can do. No, uh, comics for comics is just funny this year. I'm not spacing out. You started a new one? Oh, Sean always tries to have something. He's just throws shit in the box. That's why Lance calls him his drug dealer. Mel's favorite book? The Martian, hands down. And I actually read two, three books this year. Or the third. Uh, I read uh, a book on uh, drummers in anatomy. Okay. It wasn't a particularly long or interesting book. It was a non-fiction book. So was it um, a pamphlet? No, it's like 110 pages. It's not, <laughs> it's not particularly long. Okay. He got it out of his orthopedist office in the <laughs> wall. <laughs> actually, no, it was a gift from the dead. Ah, okay. So she, were you making sure the red light was on? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. It's on. I, I it's guess, been on. I double, I doubled and triple checked everything, and then we had the issues. Remember, we talked about yeah, it. No, just making sure you don't screw anything up. Okay. You said you still have time to screw it up. Was, we have uh, plenty of time to screw it up. Okay, next topic. Let's yeah. go. Sports. 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 Uh, you want to go last? We'll, we'll change up. Mills, you can go first on this one. Best game or like best, best sports game? thing? Or he's worse too? Or trailblazers? I mean, Nicole says trailblazers. It, 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 no, you want to talk about worst of 2015? Is still easily present. One and 29 Philadelphia 76ers. They won last night too. Shut up. So they're two and 29. Holy shit! That can't be right. Uh, Worst of 2015 is the great failure of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just makes me laugh. Best of 2015. I love I love seeing the the uh, the Royals win. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's always good to see a mid market team who plays ball the right way win a championship. Yep. Yeah. Um, like Boston and Dodgers that play ball the wrong way. Yes. I will absolutely say yes to that. Or the Yankees. We'll throw the Yankees in there. Yeah, or the Yankees. Well, the Yankees don't have a presence in this room. Ah, okay. You're just doing it to fight at us. Okay. A <laughs> okay. guy who doesn't actually like baseball was talking shit about baseball. Go figure. Two guys who actually like baseball. Okay. Um, for sports, for me, um, I think my favorite sports thing, uh, well, I have two favorite sports things that I've attended, and it's a couple things overall. Uh, getting to start my season ticket holding and seeing a lot of, a lot of Blazer games, even though the team is, is kind of poultry this year. I'm, Mills called it optimistic earlier about other things. I'm still trying to be optimistic about, about my favorite team and that it's a rebuilding year. So we're trying to see what we can do, what they can do. So I'm happy with that. Other highlight is seeing the, Portland Timbers against Sporting Kansas City playoff MLS playoff match where it went to eleven penalty kicks. 
It was my first Timbers game and my first playoff game, which they then rolled into winning the MLS Cup, which um, having been – and I think Lance and I were talking about this last night at the, at the Blazers-Cavs game. I've been, to, I've been to games when, like, the year that the Red Sox won the World Series in uh, 03 and 07. I, I got to see games in each of those years. But actually getting to see a playoff game – of the team that you support and then go on to win the championship, it just made it something special. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is the, the 2015 making the Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, no, I, I was just thinking the fact that I was able to make it to three more baseball stadiums was awesome. So I think that, uh, and, you know, uh, Nicole and I got to go see a playoff win last season of the Blazers, even though it didn't amount to much. They just didn't get swept, but it was still nice, something nice to see in it as an experience as go. So, my best life swing event was that uh, Kansas City Timbers game, for, for sure. Uh, probably cracked into my top five all-time sporting event uh, moments. Um, a few others is... Uh, Riley leaving Oregon State to make room for Gary Anderson to become the head football coach of the Beavers, mm-hmm. which I think is a very good thing. My number one overall moment is definitely the Timbers winning the MLS Cup. Anytime you can get a championship, that's really, really tough to beat. Um, on a personal note, winning my March Madness bracket at work <laughs> <laughs> was a pretty good sport highlight for me. Are you going to say keeping off the bike is another sport? <laughs> <laughs> No, that um, that would have been my worst for next year if I would have had to do the bike. Um, <laughs> the worst sporting thing that happened this year was L.A. with Mark Salvers giving Blazers the finger and going to San Antonio Spurs that contest. So, I mean, Can't really fault him for his decision. Don't have to like it. Contest. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. All right. So sports are done. What's our next topic, sir? TV. TV. Uh, I think I think I have a prediction. Okay. Your worst, or maybe not worst, but fits under mis- most disappointing, True Detective Season 2. Um, oh, did that not even make the list? No, that did, and, but I didn't put it that way. So, my... I'll start with my best, because one of them I need to do the best before the worst. Yeah. Uh, best, um, like... Like, I think actually my favorite show I've been watching this year has been season two of Leftover. Okay. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The best season finale of last year was Castle. The best new show of this last year, Blind Spot. Um, best canceled show of last year was The Player, which was a fun bird you would have loved. It was Basically, an 80s action movie every week. And it was not too serious. They just had fun. And you would have actually really enjoyed that show. But it lasted episodes and it's now gone forever. Mm-hmm. The worst TV for 2008 is... 2015. 2015 is Ca- Castle Season 8. That's what I yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They uh, should have ended with their amazing season finale last year. Um, no disagreement from here. The, another worst for TV is expectations for True Detective season two. And I think that reflecting on it 
True Detective Season 2 wasn't horrible, it's that the expectation levels for it were so high, and Season 1 was so good, it couldn't... And we've had discussions on the yeah. show about my feelings about Season yeah, 2 just, True Detective, how I really liked it. Yeah, it just didn't meet expectations, so the, the expectation is the problem with Mm. Worst network decision was Fox canceling Almost Human. Mm-hmm. Was that? Did that happen yes, in 2015? Oh, that's right. It, break, and, and then, then they it ended. Up the fucking orders. It ended right before uh, sweeps. Yes, that's. And um, another producer decision is not ending NCIS. Okay. Um, TV for me, uh, I. Don't have any really rank in order. I liked Leftover Season 2. Season 1 captivated me a little bit more. I was much more... I loved everything I saw in Season 1. Season 2 is is, is such a clusterfuck that I, I, I enjoy it, but it it doesn't have me at the same level that Season 1 did. Um, as I said, I liked True Detective Season 2. My favorite show of last year that has returned this year was The Flash. And it was having a superhero show, even though I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is at, it's at some of their best writing they've ever done at the end of last season and the beginning of this season. Uh, superheroes being have, be, having serious stuff in it, but still being fun. And having it be upstanding, where it's a character like uh, Barry Allen in The Flash TV show, is someone where you can actually a superhero that you can actually look up to and not have it be the most relatable person in the world because, ooh, I'm dark and broody and depressy. Um, kind of like what Man of Steel should have done with Superman. I'm where, dark and broody and depressy. Yeah. Are you talking about the arrow? I like, I like the arrow. I just think sometimes the arrow, they go... A America. But see, I would argue that you could still look up to Captain America. Yeah, I don't think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, but he's still he's still he has a core set of values and he won't compromise them for anybody or anything, and he still represents. Well, it's arguable truth and good are arguable in that universe, but Barry Allen's The Flash on the CW is is still that good person. Very wholesome show. Yeah, that you can look up to, and I think it's nice and refreshing to have that. And have it not be in the animated spectrum of DC or Marvel. Um, most disappointing is Castle Season 8. I still enjoy the stupidity of its writing. Because I still find it's quirky and funny in some regards. It's just... It's become trite and repetitive. and But almost all procedurals have. My favorite season finale of last year was Persons of Interest. And a close second was uh, Johnny Lee Miller in Elementary and what they did to that character in that last episode was brutal. And I really... uh, It it wasn't like a feel-good ending, but it actually made you take take the ride and go places with the character that they hadn't done before, especially in how almost all these things follow procedurals. Oh, biggest disappointment also is... Them backing the truck up for Bones to get more money so they bring the show back because last season was supposed to be a tent. And then you'll see. You'll see. Uh, the two, uh, what, the two main characters, uh, David Borianza and, uh, what's his name? Dishonor. 
are suing Fox right now. And the producers for $100 million for that, uh, not properly splitting the profits. There's a lawsuit going on, and there's talk of shutting down production over this lawsuit. Yeah! Hart Hansen and all them? Yeah. And Isn't it 11th season right now? Yeah. Yeah, Seven. Well, yes, but... <laughs> yeah. Did you watch TV this year? I did. Do you have any investor worst of TV? Worst of TV for this year? A new show? Dr. Ken. That show was diarrhea on a screen. Oh, you talk the comedy. Okay. Yeah, like Ken Jong or whatever. Yeah, well, it looked like that, so I never viewed it. I, 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 morbid curiosity. Okay. I watched it out of morbid curiosity. Okay. Uh, best of 2015. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it's wholesome in a completely different way. Yeah. Than we've seen in a while. It harkens back to your 80s wholesome, is what I would say. Yeah, I agree. With it's you. not your TGI Friday's Home Improvement wholesome, but it's it's your Wonder Years wholesome. All right, what you do with my shade? All right, Mr. Crocker. Oh, Joe. Any rest in pieces? Yeah. Lance, next topic, please. Uh, movies. Are we doing as a whole, or can we split like indie versus big budget? Uh, oh. however you want to do it. Okay. Holy. Who's going first? You. <sighs> My outright number one favorite movie of the year was one that I'm not not expecting to know. Uh, was a little movie called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I've heard of this. It was... Uh, we Nicole and I saw the trailer for it at Laurelhurst, where they, they only show like usually one trailer of a movie that they're getting. And they, they got it the next week. We went. The theater was one of their smaller theaters. And Laurelhurst is a small cinema anyways. They had oversold it. But people didn't care that they were sitting in the aisle on the floor drinking their beer, eating their pizza, watching the movie. That it was that packed. But it was funny, original, heartfelt. And then it decides to rip your heart out of your chest. And it, it pulls a Temple of Doom, Kali Ma, where it just rips in there and then shows you you're still beating heart. Kali Ma. And it was... Beginning to think you're into S-Men. Um, no, <laughs> but what I'm... But the point of it is, is that it, it doesn't... It doesn't take the audience for granted. It doesn't no. talk down to the audience. I forgot the B&B. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make... It, it basically doesn't insult you as a as a viewer and you you buy the ticket and you take the ride with it and at the end of it it's sad but there's still a silver lining to it so that's my outright number one my number two no is uh disney pixar's inside out was number two for me number three is Mad Max Fury Road, and then four is Star Wars. Five is Dope. Um, those are my top five outright. If we were doing tentpole big budget releases versus indie, the it would look a little different, but those five would be there, just in separate so what brackets. What's your worst of 2015? Um, the movie studios as a whole. I'm going to have to say... Because it, and it, part of it's my own fault. 
for my own expectations of it, but um, Avengers Age of Ultron is is my worst stuff for, for 2015. Okay. It just was too he- studio and Kevin Feige too heavy handed. Uh, it seemed, and I guess maybe it had some of the same problems that I had with The Force Awakens, where at times it felt derivative, and that it felt like it was a greatest hits of films that came before. And I don't like the idea where I walk away. And Lance and I have we, we talk about this all the time when it comes to TV shows. I don't like walking away from something thinking I could have written it better. And that's that's what just kind of kind of got me about it. I enjoyed Ant Man far more than I did. Age of Ultron. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I forgot. I wanted to throw Ex Machina in there, but it, I didn't have a place to put it in those five, so it's, it's a close six. The overall best of 2015 for me was Inside Out, actual. That move, and part of it was because I went in with relatively no expectations. I didn't have high or low. I just went in with no expectations and was actually blown away. Yeah. Um, Trainwreck was much funnier than I'd expected. It was actually really good. I don't know. This is coming from the guy who loves We Are the Millers. I don't know when it comes to comedies and you, if I could trust it, but this is your own list. I'm just making jokes. Yeah, well, uh, fuck your face. Okay, thank you. Uh, I would rip out your eyeballs, but I was like, I will gouge out your eyeballs, and skull fuck you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, those were definitely, like, on my best. I don't really know what I would classify my worst for the year. So I'll just say general disappointment with everything. Um, when I went through the... Oh, I forgot one. What did you forget? No, it wasn't this year. It was it was in it was end of last year. Interstellar. Interstellar came out in December of 2014, not in 2015. So I to prep for this, I'm like, well, there's a lot of movies coming out. So I pulled up oh, uh, a top hundred list of the movies on IMDb and went through them. And the main thing I noticed is that the list of movies that I still wanted to see that I haven't seen yet <laughs> is just as long as the list of movies that I liked. So I don't think I saw enough movies in 2015 was my first general takeaway. Yeah. So we like we we could preface our list that we haven't seen Hateful Eight yet. We haven't Hateful seen Creed. Eight, Creed, Joy, uh, The Big Short, Trainwreck, Ex Machina, Legend, Ted Two, South Park, Concussion are ones that I kind of want to see mm-hmm. going through the list. Of what I did see, there's some good. Uh, probably my I was looking at this the worst. Was uh, the worst movie as a whole was Terminator Genesis. It's so bad that I forgot about it. Yes, I, I forgot it, wow. and then I wrote it and I put an asterisk next to it. I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Jesus Christ, that um, one had had moments in the beginning that I really liked, and then it just took that train yeah, ride to shit town. Yes. Yeah, but you went in knowing. That. Yeah, well, I wanted to be for a little bit better than it was. Yeah. Um, the worst script that they just fucked up and just didn't do it right was Fury Seven. They should have killed Paul Walker off. Yep. They should have made that a motivating factor. They should have kept Kurt Russell as Paul Walker's dad. They just completely screwed up the entire script and the rewrite of it. They should have killed him mid part of (laughs) (laughs) They should have killed him mid part of the movie and had that be a motivating factor for the rest of the movie and just continue going with the original game plan. But the studio system has no loss. Okay. Um, best sequel 
I was going to go with uh, Mission Impossible World Nation. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't like that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was Ghost Protocol was so good that if they fell in their own trap that Rogue Nation couldn't do anything to get touch that. Um, best reboot was Mad Max. Yeah. Um, and best original, I, I have to go with The Martian. Because I didn't see it yet. I was getting my issue. Like, that's yeah. one of the ones I was like, I really wanted to see it. I didn't want to finish I didn't want to see it until I finished the book. And now it's like in that limbo where it's not in theaters. It's at the Laurelhurst. It's at the Laurelhurst. You can see it for $4. But, and best unknown comic book movie is Man from Uncle, which was actually a very fun, good movie. I really enjoyed it. Harking back. Channel, but it wasn't like... But it harking back to the, the old 70s uh, spy throwers. You said from a comic book. It originally was a TV show in the 1960s. I thought it was originally a comic book. It was okay. a TV show first in the 1960s. Okay, then I'm wrong. Uh, no, it could have been. It, it might have got adapted later on. No, but I knew it was a comic book. Initially, it was a two- to three-year run. Okay. Of a TV show. And Ant-Man didn't do much for me. Uh, Jurassic World, eh. Jurassic World's low on the book in mine. I forgot, I see, I forgot about Fury 7. It was that disappointing. Yeah. Um, Age of Ultron, eh. Like, there's a lot. Spectre was <sighs> decent. I enjoyed Spectre. I enjoyed, yeah, it wasn't eh. It was a little above that. But like, it was in that middle category. As it was good, whole, but I didn't, like... Movies in 2015 generally disappoint me. See, that's where I think that what changed for me was that the indie movies I saw this year were of such high quality that saved cinema of the year for me. Okay. Um, Like, I can't, I can't speak enough. I mean, it probably may get on Amazon Prime at some point, but I don't even haven't even heard of a physical release of Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. But uh, I think it's on Netflix already. Is it on Netflix already? Uh, it's just, it's that, it's, if, that would be my highest recommendation for people is to watch that. Preferably watch it with somebody else so you have something to talk about afterwards. It's either that, I was, so it's either that or it's on, on demand. One of the two. I know Dope is already out on streaming services. And that's a really good flick to see. So. Um. So next, um, I, for you guys, I tried to see, and I couldn't find a good album that dropped in 2015. Ha! Ha! Um, my top three releases are uh, number one by Leaps and Bounds is uh, Titus Andronicus's uh, 93 no, minute opuses, uh, opus of uh, the most lamentable tragedy. By far the most daring, experimental, gritty and raw and yet accessible album, and it's a triple LP album, which Mill, which Mills will kind of attest to, is he doesn't get released that that often. Was it released at one time? One time, triple LP. Interesting. And uh, it'll <laughs> it'll be on your non-mainstream top ten list, guaranteed. Number two would be uh, Sam Rosso's Greyhound Dreams. And number three would be Brian McPherson's Wedgwood. Those three releases are have made uh, instant classics in my view. Episode 7 soundtrack, I love it. It's in the top five. It needs to have more repeat listens. And part of that was due to the 
sound editing in the movie. Ray's theme stood out really well, and what's called the the Jedi Steps is an, and the Shurzo for X Wings, great pieces. All the rest, they didn't use it the way it had normally used to have been done. So uh, that's why it takes more viewings to see it work on the screen for your cues. But I like the soundtrack a lot. Mills, any music albums for you? I will be the first to admit I have not paid anywhere nearly enough attention to mainstream music this year. Just flat out. You didn't pay for the album? I did not. I should put one out. Or I care. Um, I just, I really haven't. I you know, very blunt, so I, I can't. I have nothing significant to add to this conversation. Either way. So moving on. Usually I'm not too bad. I will admit this year I've slacked. All right, fuck off. I mean, on the show. I'm talking. What was your favorite album of last year? (laughs) Now she's just gonna be quiet. (laughs) So, any other best up moments that best moments not talked about in one of our categories? And if I say committed relationship, I just look like I'm brown nosing. Yes, it's me. So, um, nothing. Nothing I can think of. Mills, any other best stuff for 2015 as well? Getting promoted was pretty badass. Yeah. That was a good thing. You got more airplane time. I got a lot more airplane time, which means I might actually read more books. <laughs> no, not that. Three is my yearly max. That's my weekly maximum. Yep. Yeah, what about you? Uh, for me, uh, taking at least a full week off of work for once was kind of nice. Because I normally don't do that. Um, and then also, I thoroughly enjoyed moving to, into Portland proper from deep in Oregon City. Going to the beach. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you did beach. that once or twice. In the beginning, we were a lot more. Yeah. Almost every other weekend. Yeah, like I said, once or twice. I'm going to that. Yes, there was a lot of fun things done. Expectations or hopes for 2016? That the movies don't blow. Okay. Well, we know there's going to be a lot of releases. Uh, we, if the trailers in front of Star Wars were any indication. Yeah. I am so excited and so nervous for Deadpool. I'm super excited for that, especially that it's rated R. I'm super excited, but because I'm so excited, I'm instantly feeling like it's going to let me down. Which was another question, maybe we'll save it for another time, was I wanted your opinion on the Star Trek Beyond trailer. So that's a longer topic. That's why that, that's it, like me asking... Why is it in the third movie they're going to fucking blow up the ship again? I talked about it with Lance last night. was... Um, they just destroyed the X-Wing and Into Darkness. It was still flyable, but they still... Maybe the Enterprise? The Enterprise, whatever. Yeah, I was like, what? Enterprise. Enterprise. Excuse me. The Enterprise. It took them three seasons and three movies before they destroyed the Enterprise originally. And now they've, they've damaged and blown up the ship more times than I can count. Kirk, we gave you a billion dollar ship. You fucked it up. Here's another tr- trillion dollar ship. 
This is your last one, Halloween. What it's number like are they on? <laughs> well, they don't have the constraints of uh, the next generation to have a letter that they have they can blow up as many as they want now. Well, that's not true because it is still following suit that the original series had one ship until in Star Trek Three they blew it up. Yes. yes. And, then, and then in Star Trek Four, technically the beginning of five, yeah. you get the Enterprise A. Well, because the Enterprise in the original movies, which was was called the Enterprise Retrofit. Yes. Because it was the still the one from the original series. It had just been upgraded, but it was still basically the same. The dish was different than the cells were different. At a paint shop. Yeah, it was a totally different ship. We won't talk about that. Yeah, but they still called it the retrofit. They would call it a retrofit, yes. That's what they can call but it. But the other point that Berg made is that they're on a five-year mission, and their first part of the mission, they blow up the ship. We don't know where the five-year mission is picking up. But still, they're the only ship to go out on a five-year mission, out exploring the frontier, and their ship blows up. How the fuck are they getting home? Who's picking them up? Well, who's to say where it actually gets blown up? We don't know that yet. The trailer says, Welcome to the Frontier. I said, well, Star Trek 4 is going to be Star Trek Birds of Prey. Oh, and my, my other gripe is, you get a great actress like Idris Elba, and, all right, let's bring this great black actor in here. What do you want to do with him? Cover him in makeup. We don't want to see shit. Well, yeah, there's White makeup. There's only there's only one black person in Star Trek. Worf. Uhura. Uhura. Well, the original Star Trek was only one black person. Yes. So they only half black now. They kept it consistent. <laughs> <laughs> no, they cut it half. <laughs> so you're saying they reduced it? Yes. All right. Uh, wow. Expectations, hopes for 2016. Movies not sucking. Mills. To continue doing this and seeing all you retarded assholes. For as often as I'm in town. So what's month? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in January, that's pretty accurate. No, I'll be in town next weekend. And then I will not be back until the 23rd. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I got it for a long time. Good. You won't miss me. You're right. Ah. Uh. These <laughs> <laughs> uh. are the droids you were looking for. I... Uh. I have a lot of hopes movies being better. Um, continued appreciations and loves and all that stuff. Well, I I, I hope my girlfriend doesn't leave me next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good statement. <laughs> well, don't Are you planning on doing something? No, I'm not planning on it. Don't fuck up. Okay. Well, if his history has told us anything... <laughs> He may not plan to do something stupid. It just might happen. Well, hopefully I, he learns from his mistakes. He's also keep, proven with history that that's not true. I hope to keep no, the stupidity level down. I want, to keep, I want to keep the stupidity level down and respond rather than react. How about that? Uh, if if anybody doesn't have anything else, I think I should end this right Why? now. I, I think we've got you in a good place mentally. What about you? This silent majority. What are you looking forward to in 2016? I hope my boyfriend doesn't leave me. Oh. No. no. Nobody says anything to her, but when I say it, I... He does do stupid shit. <laughs> oh, here we go. And on that... It's like you're... Like Jay. He likes to steal the puck. 
Thanks for stopping by. Another year. Later.